welcome to Wellness with Fanda, the podcast, where we're going to be talking about hormones, mindset, motherhood, and everything in between. Hey guys, so welcome back to the podcast. This is the fifth episode, I think. Um, And we have already gotten an upgrade. My husband, who is in IT, was cringing at the fact that I was recording these without any type of microphone. So if you are watching on YouTube, you can see this black little um, ball, I guess you could call it, sitting in front of me now, and it is a microphone. So I don't know. We'll see if this improves the audio quality of the podcast. Honestly, I didn't think that it was that bad to begin with. But anyway, very thankful of that. Thankful to have his support in everything that I go to do, whether he, you know, thinks that it's a little crazy or not, not to say that he thought this podcast was crazy, but I'm just thankful to have, have his support in my, um, endeavors. So, um, this week I traveled, I was away from home for one night, which is interesting. You know, when you have three young kids at home and you're used to having two parents at home and now one person is having to do all the things. And um, there are times when Blake or I will have to travel and be away for a day or a few days at a time. And I think that we both handle that really, really well. Um, but, you know, it is more stressful when you're when you're the one that's at home and having to do all of the things. And this night that I was traveling, I was FaceTiming with the kids. They were getting ready for bed. And um, I was helping Blake figure out which medications to give one of our kiddos before they went to bed. And um, all of a sudden there was all this commotion and he turned around and Hollis had grabbed some crayons off of our kitchen table that they'd been playing with in a coloring book earlier and had colored all over the kitchen walls over by where our um, kitchen table sits. We've been in this house um, for two years, almost almost exactly two years now. Um, and it's new. We built it um, and there hadn't been any like big mishaps with the kids yet in the house. And, you know, we've both just like taken it as whatever, it, like they're little kids. They're going to do things. He's not even two years old yet. He didn't he didn't know what he was doing and he obviously didn't do it with any ill intent. Um, he was just coloring and thought that he would color on the wall. So it's just a little funny from my week and what my kids have been up to. Um, we are going to talk about kids today. This is a topic that I have been thinking a lot about, um, this year and gotten more intentional with this year. And it's something that I think, Um, is important for all of us that are moms to really think about. And that is how thinking about how we talk about food and health and wellness and also the actions that we take that go along with that, how that is impacting our children's view of health and foods and diets and exercise And really thinking and being intentional about what we are teaching them, because it is going to shape what they think about their bodies and certain foods. And if you think about it, you can probably remember what your mom's relationship with foods and dieting and exercise and weight and how her body looked, um, what type of mindset she had around that and what things you learned from her, um, not even because she was intentionally teaching it to you, but just because of all of the behaviors that she exhibited that you observed over the years. And whether it was like the intention or not, that shaped 
a lot of how you now think of those things. And I think it's important for us to now realize that and give thought to that when we are making comments about our bodies or whether or not we are consuming a certain type of food. Maybe it's sweets, maybe it's carbs, um, maybe it's the way we fit into our clothing. Maybe it is, um, you know, calling ourselves fat or saying, no, you know, mom can't have that because I'm on a diet. We need to think about those things and think about how we can reframe some of those thoughts and some of those um, verbalizations of those thoughts to where we can give our children a little more of a positive outlook on their overall health. So I had, I have wrote down a few things um, specific that I wanted to talk about or that I wanted to kind of share things that I've been doing over the past year, things that I don't think that our parents thought to do these things. I think that these are things that like we are all learning more about now together at the same time, um, generation wise. I don't think it's that our parents purposely didn't teach us this stuff. I don't think they knew it either. Um, so one of the things that I've been trying to do with the kids is I'm teaching them when they like look at their plate, um, what on their plate is protein. What on their plate is carbs? What are fats? What's fiber? And I'm trying to have very obviously age-appropriate conversations with them about what each of those things mean. So like I will tell them, you know, that protein, I do this, um, honestly, I do this better with Kinley than anybody else, but she tolerates it a little bit more than anybody else. And you know, Hollis is not really like, He's not at the age yet. He's just now about to turn two. So, you know, she's four and she's like hanging on every word that I'm saying. And Anthony's kind of been into it too at certain times um, and more so a little bit lately, like what I'm interested in. So I'm not saying that you have to like beat this into your kids by any means, um, you know, just work it into your natural conversations with them. So when I'm like making their plates at night, especially like Kinley loves to be with me in the kitchen. She likes to cook. She likes to do the dishes and stuff. So that's kind of like our conversations naturally happen as I'm plating food. I'll be like, okay, I'm putting, um, you know, I've got these three things on the plate and I'll show her the plate and I'll be like, you know, do you know which of these things are our protein and which are our carbs and which is our fat? And we'll talk about protein maybe. And I'll say like, you know, this really helps us build our muscles and give us energy. And these carbs also really help give our brain and our body energy and these, this fat and this fiber, both of these things will help us to stay full and fiber helps keep us pooping regularly. It's okay to tell them those little things. And then they're just going to always know it. I don't think that I knew until I was probably in, I was probably not even exposed to it until middle school, like what a protein carb and fat were in a, you know, like a health class or a nutrition class that we had at that age range. And then, I mean, I didn't really understand this stuff until the last, like, you know, 10 years or so. Um, because unless it's, unless it's something that you're particularly interested in, which you guys probably wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you weren't interested in nutrition and health, but, um, it's just not something that we openly 
talk about and communicate about in our um, normal day-to-day lives. And I think that's another reason why it's important. Hopefully, we'll be able to teach these things to our children and it'll just be like ingrained in them. They will just always know it. It's not something that they will have to seek out and try to learn at a later date. Um, And hopefully that will help them as they age to be able to make more empowered and healthier choices. Um, So that's one big thing is just trying to teach them what is protein, what's carb, what's fat, what's fiber. Can I identify all of those when I look at a plate? The other thing is trying to avoid making foods a reward or labeling foods as a bad thing. So this is kind of, this is kind of tricky with little kids because, you know, you want to teach them that they can't just eat candy all the time, but you don't, I don't want to teach my children. I don't want to demonize food and make them think that they can't or shouldn't want to have a treat every once in a while. But I also don't want them to think that anytime they either, I don't want to, I don't want to be creating an emotional connection for them to food. So I don't want to be like, oh, you're sad today. Let's go get ice cream. Oh, you did really good at school on this test. Let's go. Let's eat a cookie. Like, and there's some nuances to that. Like, that's not to say that we do this 100% of the time. That's not to say that, like, we don't reward good effort and good, I was going to say grades, but my kid doesn't really, he's not at the age he gets grades yet at school. Like with a trip to the ice cream um, parlor that's local to us to get ice cream, but it's less about the ice cream itself. Like it's about the experience. It's, it's a treat to get to go out to a special place with mom and dad and your brothers and sisters and celebrate. And we try to make it more about that than actually the ice cream itself. Um, and I think it's important. The next thing is like, when we are talking about certain foods and we're trying to have those conversations with them about why we don't just eat a bowl full of candy for dinner, have some conversations with them about how foods can make us feel. And at first we kind of have to tell it to them, but then we can also start asking them to tune in and notice to their own bodies or pointing out to them when you notice that they're feeling a certain way. So for example, if they're wanting to eat a lot of candy, You can first tell them like, okay, we can have this treat, but we want to pair something else with it because otherwise it might make you feel bad. Like you might feel sick to your stomach. Um, If you might have a lot of energy at first, but then you're going to crash afterwards. Um, It's not going to keep you full for very long. You can give them some of those examples and then move forward. And then, you know, if you are having a day, like we just came, we're just coming off of Halloween. So this would have been a good time to have some of these conversations. Like that is a time where there's going to be a lot of candy around. And if you guys are like me, there's still probably a lot of candy hanging around your house that you haven't eaten yet. Haven't thrown away yet. Haven't sent to work with your husband yet. Um, and those, you know, kids are still asking for candy all the time. And, you know, if they have a time where they indulge a little too much, and then they are crashing later, you can point that out to them. You can be like, do you remember earlier when you ate those 
three candy bars and mom told you that, you know, it might feel really good at first and you might have a lot of energy, but it probably make you tired later. And right now you're tired and you're a little cranky. It's probably because of all that sugar that you had. And then you can even start to have those conversations about like blood sugar regulation. You can tell them and teach them like this is happening and you're feeling this way because your blood sugar spiked up real high and then it crashed down. And it's important, you know, you obviously kind of have to come to understand some of these things for yourself before you can teach it to your kids. But it's a great time to like learn together at the same time, because again, I think some of these concepts weren't really taught to us um, and we're all kind of learning it together, but hopefully we can teach these things to our kids so that they just always know it from a young, a young age and take it into their life and can pass it on and pass it on. Um, you know, hopefully that's something that is changing, um, for the better for everyone's future. So I hope that that is helpful and it gives you kind of some things to think about, um, some like moments where you can kind of catch yourself putting food on your kid's plate at night. And it's a good, it's a good thing for you too, to kind of stop and be like, okay, Am I putting protein, carbs, fat, and fiber on my kid's plate? And one thing that just popped into my mind when I'm talking about this, kids are picky and they're not always going to eat all of the things that you offer them. So obviously fiber is hard for most anybody to get in, but especially kids sometimes because some of them love vegetables, others do not. Um, Kinley loves certain vegetables. Like she will eat raw broccoli. Um raw tomatoes. Um, Hollis really likes carrots. Whereas with Anthony, it's a struggle for us to get him to eat vegetables, but I still want to present him with those options on his plate because, and this is definitely not my area of expertise, but what I have read and what I have been told is that repeat exposure to those things increases the likelihood that they will kind of on their own at some point decide to try that food. And it it happens more organically when it's not a, a forced thing. So I try to not force my kids to eat something that they don't want to. I do heavily encourage them to try something. I want them to be willing to try new foods. And then if we don't like it, that's okay. But at least we've tried it. And I try to have that conversation with them. Like, well, we don't know if we don't like this food yet because you haven't tried it. And even if there is a food that I know I have served multiple times and one of the kids has not eaten it or has tried it and said that they don't like it, I will still put a small amount of it on their plate just for that repeat exposure. Because you know, I don't know about you guys, but I have changed my mind many a times throughout the years about what I like and what I don't like. And foods that I eat now, I would have never eaten 10 years ago. And they will be the same as they grow. And, you know, if we just accept from them at the time that they're five years old, that they don't like avocado and we never offer it to them again, then that's obviously never going to change. But if we continue to put a little bit of on on their plates, at some point they might say, Oh, I'm going to try that today and find out that actually they do like it. And it also, again, helps have that conversation of this is the protein, this is the carb, this is the fat, this is the fiber on my plate. And I'm choosing to eat from all of these different 
forms of food, these different forms of nutrients, because that is what's healthy for me. And that is going to help me to feel my best, to grow, to um, feel fueled and have energy. And I think like including some of those positive words in our conversations is really important for them and their development and their um, progression of relationship with food. So wanted to wanted to share that with you guys today for our topic. Um, I have one thing that I'm so excited to share with you um, before I leave you with our mindset minute. Um, this week, I am hosting a bundle. And if you're not familiar with a bundle or what the heck that means, that's okay. I didn't know what that was about six months ago either. Um, but a bundle is basically a collection of free resources that are often um, or normally paid products that you get access to for free. So I asked some of my like colleagues and online friends that I've made to collaborate with me to put this bundle together and they showed up and showed out. Um, we have all kinds of resources inside this bundle. There are things about mindset, meal prepping, helping your kids regulate their emotions, um, there are like some workout tips, emotional eating resources. It's really, really incredible. And I'm so excited for you guys to get access to it. So the way that this works is I'm going to give you, um, a link in just a moment. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you what to type in, but you can also, if you follow me on Instagram, you can go there and, and get the link from me, but you're going to go to this webpage. You're going to be able to have a preview of what's included in the bundle. So you can like, look through, see what the options are, make sure it's something that you want to sign up for, but but I think you're going to want to sign up. Um, and then you're going to enter your name and your email address. And what that does is that is going to put you into my email community, but not all, there's between 20 and 30 um, collaborators. They're not all going to get access to your email address. After you have signed up for the bundle, you will get an email from me with another link where you can go and pick and choose which specific items you want to redeem. So like maybe you're really interested in mindset tools right now, but you're like, I've already got meal prep on lock or I'm not at all interested in learning about meal prep right now. I don't want that. You only pick to redeem what appeals to you and what you feel like is applicable for you in your life. So the link to sign up for that or the way that you can get to it, if you're having to type this in in your browser, um, you can type in bit.ly backslash healthier mom bundle. And that will take you to the page. And again, if you're following me on Instagram, um, you can find me at wellness with Vanda on Instagram. I will have it linked there for you as well. If that's a little easier for you than having to type everything in. Now I want to end with today's mindset minute. Um, and the thought that I want to leave you with today is kind of going to set us up for some future conversations that we're going to have as we wrap the year up and we start thinking about New Year's resolutions and goals for 2024 and what we want the next year to look like. Um, so this is kind of going to start some of that thought process. And there's going to be a whole podcast episode in the future about what my thoughts are on New Year's resolu resolutions and how to plan for next year and what goals to set, all those things. But what I first want you to think about is in your life right now, in the actions that you are taking in your day-to-day, -day, who are you showing up for? 
are you showing up for yourself and making decisions for yourself and the betterment of yourself? Are you showing up for your kids and making your decisions based on what's best for them? Is it for your husband? Is it for a friend? Is it for your sister? Who who is it that you are really showing up for? Who is like your motivation? I guess you could say. Um, and are you like satisfied with that being your motivation? Do you feel like that person or that version of yourself, does it feel aligned that that is where your motivation is coming from? So I'm going to repeat the original like thought prompt for you. And I'm going to leave you with that today. So who is it that you are showing up for? hope you enjoyed this episode and took something positive from it. You can help me get this podcast into more ears by taking a screenshot, posting it to your stories, and tagging me. Talk soon.